Hello everyone, my name is Trudy and Davis and welcome to another episode of the DIG podcast which stands for Devotionals, Inspirations and Guides. I haven't recorded in a while, and and I'll be real honest, taking up the microphone today and recording brought me to a place of joy, to a place of peace, to a place of comfort, and and so I'm grateful to be with you another time to be, you know, interacting in a very indirect manner. I'm grateful for your support. I'm grateful for everyone who have spent the time to listen, to share, to provide feedback, and and we're at the eleventh episode in season three. I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, "Oh, God is really amazing!" Because at, at no point in time I imagine I would have gotten this far through the process. And I am grateful for this journey. I'm grateful for the process. I'm grateful for all that I've learned. Um, starting it uh, made me realize that you know God is very intentional in what He does and 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 where He's going to take us in in what He has allowed us to go through, to experience, to to dive into. Some things are pretty hard to start doing, but when when we understand the purpose behind it, it, it brings life and it brings motivation in order to complete those tasks. And so I am really and truly grateful for this. And I'm excited to see what will happen for the for the episodes and the season to come. And so welcome again. We are, as I said before, episode 11, and we're still on the topic of submission. We're wrapping up now. And I want to take you to a place of reflection as we close off this season. Uh, as I said before, there's a lot we can discuss about submission. But what I really want to lay is the foundation that will help you to be able to um, really and truly submit first and foremost to God and then you can you know be obedient in the other areas that are required of you as it relates to your Christianity and so before we go any further let us pray father I give you thanks for today I thank you Lord for the opportunity to share to Almighty uh, God, impart knowledge and wisdom and understanding to your people. I thank you, Lord, for everything that you have allowed me to experience, for all the things that you have, the opportunities that you have given unto me. And so, Lord, I, I put you at the forefront of this episode. I ask that, Lord, your voice will be heard, that you, the listeners will hear you speaking directly to them and not me speaking to them. And so, Lord, I, I, I leave you complete in complete control, that you will take full control. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, so I'm going to be reading the text that we will be using for the next two weeks, and then I'm going to be sharing a little bit of my experience to kind of dive into the text that we'll be focusing on for the next two weeks. Now, we've been talking about submission, and we have said quite a few things. We have, we have discussed what submission is. We have spoken about being willing to submit. We have also discussed um, enjoying your submission and being focused as well. We we have, sorry, talked about the fact that we, we are bought with a price, and therefore we are required to glorify God in our body which belongs to the Lord. We have talked about 
our will versus God's will, we have also looked at where is our heart. And we have looked a little bit on self-denial as well. And, and so we touch a little bit here and there where some motion is concerned. And um, as I really go through the journey, the last time we met, or maybe not the last time we met, I, um, but it's one of the, the later episodes, I did share that I've asked the Lord for some room or some, you know, extension to 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 kind of dive into some things because I've exper I'm sorry expressed my struggle in some areas, and um I've gotten that extension right, and I I came to this conclusion about that you know in, um in engagement or interaction with you know the room that I've I was given with this extension and this is a conclusion that I came to that God's will is best for us I I have I'm not sure how to explain it but I've recognized that the Lord separates us or the Lord pull us away from things not because he wants to constrain us or to annoy us or to bother us or to to, to make us feel uncomfortable. But but he does those things so that we are protected and it keeps us out of trouble. And and some of the things that the Lord has, you know, told me to separate from and, and to step aside from, I I now know that he he has my best interest at heart. And and that he's protecting me from the very things that are there to harm me and so some of the things that the lord might say hey deny yourself of that it, it is thing there are things that are there to harm you and to destroy you and god wants to protect you from your own self and so he says separate from these things and and the thing is it's pretty challenging when you want to and and we can talk now you know a little bit about you know my journey regarding this whole food situation now I can say right now I don't struggle so I don't struggle so much with lust and and all of those things, but when it comes to the food, yeah, that's a struggle for me. And you know, so for you it might be lust, it might be lies, it might be pornography, it might be masturbation. It can also be the food. It can be some friendships. But but one other thing that that just popped to me in this time and in this season is that. God does these things to protect us. And and so during the period, you know, getting this this room, I I dive into some things that I once, you know, indulge in and I I dive into some things that are not supposed to. And and I, and, I, and it made me feel not bad in terms of the emotional or the psychological side, but in terms of my body, my my body response to all of this I did not like it. I felt awful, to be honest. I felt awful. And I, you know, in experiencing these feelings, I, I said to the Lord, you know, you're really protecting me from myself. And I did not even recognize that the very things that I, I so crave, that I so desire, they're just there to destroy me and it, it's just there to harm me. And we can talk about pornography and, and masturbation and, and sexual desires and lies and unforgiveness and, and all of these things, the works of the flesh. And, and you recognize how much it eats the spiritual side of us and, 
and, and put us to a place where we are not you know, good with God. And what it does, it, it takes us to a place where we become spiritually stagnant or spiritually dead, that it will separate us from God not, and, and taking us to a place of what I would call death. And I'm talking about eternal death now. And, and if we look at the broader picture as it relates to the outcome of these things, we would recognize that it is pretty much bringing us to a place of destruction. And, and, and I had to start thinking of myself to avoid all of these things as, you know, I am like an appliance. And I shared it with someone recently, like I'm an appliance where I'm manufactured, I'm, I'm created, I'm designed for a particular purpose and God is my manufacturer and therefore I'm obligated to fulfill the responsibility of, of what God wants from me. And, and putting myself to that place, you know, makes it a bit easier to just avoid the things that God wants me to avoid. And, and that's where I want to take us today because my topic really is, is in the form of a question. What does God require of you? You know, that, that's, that's what I really want you to think about. Because we're, going, we're still talking about submission. But, but what does God require of you? He is the manufacturer. He created you in a particular, particular purpose. For a particular purpose. He designed you a particular way. The Psalms 139 clearly states that before he formed us, he, he wrote down our members in a book. Therefore, we are carefully thought about. There's nothing about us that is 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 a mistake, but it's intentional. He said to Jeremiah, "Before I form you, I know you, and I've ordained you to be a prophet unto the nations." And so, God carefully designs us. He says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. The, the Bible also says that we are created in his image and in his likeness. And, and the thing about it, when you look at the creation story and how God created earth, he spoke earth into being. He spoke the very animals, the trees. He spoke the water and the land. He separated those things, darkness and light. Everything he spoke and it came into being. But when he came down to man, he created us. He 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 spent some time forming us from the dust. And if you have ever examined the depth of how we are made from a biological standpoint, when you look at the different system that makes up the body, the circulation system, the neurological system, when you think about the, the respiratory system and you 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 just examine the the intricacies of all of these systems and the complexity you recognize how much time God has spent to create such detail which means that it's intentional um, of how we are created and therefore the, the, the intent of our creation um, requires us to be submissive because at the end of the day whatever God creates us to be there is intention behind it. There are people that needs to be helped. You know, God needs to get the glory out of this because he created us for his own purpose. And so what is it that God requires of you? And so it, it takes us to the text that I'll be focusing on this week and also next week. It's Deuteronomy chapter 10 and I've been processing this scripture for a probably a little over two weeks now and I won't have time to really 
say all the things that I've processed, but I, I will keep it, you know, within the scope of what we're talking about. And verse 12 says, I know Israel, what doth the Lord thy God require of thee? But to fear the Lord thy God, to walk in all his ways and to love him and to serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul. Verse 13 says to keep the commandments of the Lord and and his statutes which I command thee this day for thy good. It was a question. The 13th part was a question. And so what does God require of you? Think about it. What does God require of you? And and I had to pull myself back and really think about it and really examine what is it that God wants from me? Why exactly did he created me? What's the purpose? What's the intention? What am I designed to be? And, and so we can look at Whirlpool and I believe Whirlpool manufacture um, stoves, they manufacture washing machine, I think also microwave and probably other appliances. And and so they, they intentionally assemble the parts for a machine and they do the same for the stove. But the parts for the machine is different from the parts for the stove because of the built up and also because of the function. The parts for the microwave um, is also different from the stove and the machine. Mark you, there might be similarities in, in the in the parts and probably how it was they were they are assembled, but in terms of the function, in terms of the the features, the inner features, you know, that that is different. So a washing machine is there to wash your clothes. It's there to to dry um drain, it's there to um, soak it's there to rinse um you know pretty much overall wash a stove is there to cook and so you have a oven where you can use to bake so the top part is always used for cooking and all those things and the, the oven is there for you to bake you can grill you can jerk people use it for all sorts of things but that's the function of the stove and then the microwave is primarily for eating you know you, you, you need something to be warm and so you put it in the microwave and so the function of each of these appliances varies it's similar to us uh what i'm called to do or my built and how i was assembled by the lord in terms of my features is different from yours or it can be similar. No, no, we we are we were assembled the same way in terms of body. All of us have lips and eyes and nose, and we're able to breathe and we're able to hear and we're able to move for the most part. Just just factoring those who are are, are okay. You're able to move. You're able to lift your hands. You're able to walk. But in terms of what we're called to do, that might be different. And, and that's something that I really want you to think about because at the end of the day, we were assembled based on our call. Therefore, we are expected to submit. And so, again, I will repeat the question, what does the Lord require of you? Why did he create you? 
Why did he spend time to write down your members in a book? Why did he spend time to mold your hands and your feet and your and 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 the, your facial features and your your body? Why did he do that? What is it that he require from you? No, no. As I process this, I remember where we started. We started John fourteen. If you love me, keep my commandments. And that's where it goes back because that is one of the requirements in according to the text in Deuteronomy that, that we will keep the commandment of the Lord. It says, no, And now, Israel, what does the Lord thy God require of thee? But to fear the Lord thy God, to walk in his way, and to love him, and to serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul god requires us to fear him to love him to walk according to his ways to serve him we're with the heart and with the soul so it, it goes back to where we started where is your heart what does the Lord require of you? Where is your heart? Is your heart focused on what God requires of you? Are you willing to do what God requires of you? Going back to God's will versus your will. Is your will in line with what God requires of you? Are you willing to deny yourself of the things that God wants you to deny yourself of to fulfill what God requires of you? What does God require of you? And, and I want to think about it because that is important as it relates to submission. Because once you know the requirement, then you're able to submit. Because I'm telling you this, it doesn't matter what God requires of you. That was your reason for being alive, for being made, for, for you being in this world at this very moment. It's not about you. It's not about you to pursue what you want. It's not about how you feel. It's not about what you desire. It's not about the, the things that consume your thoughts and your and and your heart it's not about the experiences that you've had that it goes right back to you fearing the lord loving the lord walking according to his way which he speaks about obedience serving in him in all that you do in all your heart and in all your soul what doth god require of you think about it where God require of you? Why were you created? Because we get so caught up in what we want, and I can speak from my for myself because that has happened to me. We get so caught up in what we want. We get so caught up in how we feel. We get so caught up with our experience. We get so caught up with all that we're going through that we fail to recognize that if God has created us to be something, that's what God requires us to be. It's not about what we want to accomplish. And so you might want to pursue, you might want to pursue medical sciences, but God is saying, no, I don't want you to go into medical sciences. I want you to go into entrepreneurship. 
you might want to marry someone specific or you might want to pursue a relationship in a particular way. But God is saying, no, I want you to wait on me until I say move, unless I say move do not move. You know, what does God require of us? What are the stipulations? Um, how do we go about really fearing God and loving God with all our heart and walking according to his principles and his statutes? And so when, when you think about it really and truly, we are really required to say, God, what do you want? And that's why he, he teaches us, he taught us to pray to say, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so we are required to pray in such a way that will allow the will of God to be done in our lives. You know, is the career that you're pursuing God's will? Is, is the relationship that you're pursuing God's will? Is the, is the business that you're pursuing God's will? Is, is the ministry that you're pursuing God's will? Is is that what God require of you? I I was sharing this with someone recently. I I when I was younger, I was involved in a lot of things, a lot of things that I I was really overwhelmed, and I had to pull back myself and I had to say, Lord, where do you want me to be? You have given me all of this ability, but I believe there is somewhere specific that you want me to be, that, that you have called me to be. Because sometimes we get to focus in, in, in our abilities and what we can do, that we fail to acknowledge God and, and, and ask him for direction to where we need to be. And so we probably can sing well and we, we you know, God wants us to use the singing to, to glorify his name. But there is something much greater that he wants us to do. You know, have we consulted God in, in, in the things that we pursue, you know, have, have you consulted God in the things that you're pursuing? What does God require of you? What is it? Yes, it's okay to have, you know, pursuits and all of those things, but, but is it in line with God's requirement? You know, um, recently I made a decision. I made a decision that, um, <laughs> that that I'm going to allow something to happen. I'll just say this for now: that I'm going to allow something to happen. It's not necessarily something that I'm comfortable with. I'm I'm not I'm not objecting to it. I I'm just you know adjusting to the whole process and for it to happen and i know i'm not clear but i'm unable to be clear at this moment but i'm adjusting to the process but but when i really and truly examine how much it falls in line with the will of god i have to be more open to it happening and and i say this to say that not everything that we will want um it will happen and that you know god's will is not necessarily the, the most comfortable place for any of us at all. But but he wants us to fear him enough that we respect where he wants us to be. He wants us to fear him enough that we will walk according to his ways. He wants us to fear him enough that we will love him and serve him with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our might. He wants us to love and fear him enough that we will keep his commandments. He wants us to respect him. He wants us to fear him enough 
that we will be willing to forsake the very things that we desire to fulfill his requirement. What does God require of you? And, and for me, I, I had to pull back and really examine this question that I'm asking you right now because my, 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 my decisions in the future will depend on the requirement. The things that I pursue will be dependent on the requirement. Not what I want, not how I feel, not what I think should be the case, but it will be dependent on the requirement. What exactly is it that God wants from you? And, and the scripture clearly outlines it. Fear him. Walk in his way. And walking in his way, full on. Fearing goes back to reverence and respect. Walking in his way goes back to obedience. Love is love. Serving, it, 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 you know, it pretty much goes back to obedience and doing what the will of God is for us. But he wants us to do that with all our heart and with all our soul. What is it that God require of you? And, and whatever that is, that's, what, that's why we are created. That's our main reason for being in existence. And, and, and we fail to recognize how much, the, how much, sorry, the impact that it has when we deviated from this requirement. And, and so if, if a stove, I think I've said this before, but if a stove decides that it wants to be a washing machine, no, that's going to create a lot of complication. Because the, 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 the features of a stove don't facilitate the washing of clothes. A matter of fact, what is going to happen if you should, you know, try to utilize the features of a stove to wash clothes, it's going to become burnt. And if you try to use the features of a washing machine to cook, it's going to become soaked. And, and I'm saying this to say, or to bring across more so the importance of submission according to your design, according to the requirement, according to how God has called you. And, and in doing so, he wants us to fear him and love him and walk according to his ways and serve him from the heart. And I want you to really and truly pull yourself to a place where you do what the Lord requires of you from the heart. Where you pause and you consult God and you check. God, is this where you want me to be? Are you in this relationship? Are you in this career choice? Are you in this business? Are you in the very decisions that I make, the paths that I'm taking now? Are you in the very home that I live? Are you in the very car that I am chosen that I am choosing? Are you in the very route that I am taking? What does God require of 
you. And we're going to be talking more in, um, along the line of the scripture um, next week. And, and so I will stop here for now. But think about it. What does God require of you? And the answer is to fear him. To walk in his way. And to love and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. Father, I thank you for your reminder for your words, for your assurance, for your correction, for Almighty God, your teaching from your words, Almighty God, for the reminder, Lord, that you require us to fear you, to respect you, to love you, to reverence you, to give you the honor and the glory, to serve you from the heart and from the soul. Lord, I ask that you will help us, dear God, to do this that you have required of us lord almighty god mighty god help us to fulfill this requirement in submitting to your plans lord almighty god take our thoughts our heart our hands our feet and i pray god almighty that you will help everything about us to come in alignment with the requirement that Lord, if you require us to help somebody, that God Almighty, our thoughts and our action will come in line with the requirement. And so, Lord, help us to really and truly think about what you require of us or to consult with you to know clearly what you require of us so that we can walk according to the requirement. Help us, dear God, to be totally submissive to you. Please, God, help us. Help us to walk according to your will and to fulfill God Almighty, your mandate, your requirement. Mighty God, help us, Lord, to act according to how we are designed and not try to deviate from our design to, mighty God, perform other functions that are not within our design. Search us, Lord, and show us, Almighty God, the way, the requirement, and how we should move forward. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Think about it. What does God require of you? I can, I can tell you this. I have started some mission from 2018. But this time around, I would say this is like my first, this is my fourth rather stage of this journey. And I can tell you that it, 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 it brings me to a different place, to a different level. When you, when you really and truly think about why you're created and the fact that God owns you. You know, going back to the fact that you were bought with a price. God's, God owns us. And when we buy things, we, we want it to function how we want it to because we made a purchase. It's the same way. And yet we operate as if God doesn't have any form of control and we can do as we please. But I want you to really and truly think about what does God require of you? 
The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. Thank you very much for listening. Remember to subscribe on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. And until we meet again. Peace.